Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Monday, June 28th, 2020, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get $10 off your first order. I'm your host, Detroit Sports Editor Noel Bianchi, here today as always. With the frustrated Ethan Smith. Yeah, we're not happy. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, the Red Wings on Friday night were shafted in the NHL draft lottery, fell to number four as a uh, as a mystery team, a team who will be playing for the Stanley Cup, uh, winds up picking number one overall. Uh, we got lots of thoughts on that today, uh, and at the end we're going to talk about Steve Eiserman, his, his post-lottery press conference. Uh, we recorded something right after the lottery happened, uh, right after we wrapped up our live stream. If you haven't checked out the live stream, I would encourage you to do so. It's I, well, I don't know. It was pretty therapeutic. or <laughs> I don't know if it'll be therapeutic, but uh, it sure was hell on earth for us watching that card flip over live on camera and see that, that Red Wings logo at number four. So we will kick it to our uh, immediate reaction, and then we'll get to Steve Eisenman at the end of the episode. Tomorrow, we're going to have Sarah Evan Pato from Lockdown Kings come on to talk about uh, whether or not she thinks that, the, that L.A. might go ahead and grab Jamie Drysdale at number two overall, and uh, hopefully let Stutzla happen. Anything could happen. Uh, we'll kick it right to that. Today's uh, Lockdown Red Wings podcast is brought to you by 5 O'Clock Vodka. Yeah, which, uh, which we are drinking because we are sad. This is just, it's, I'm not sad. Uh, I'm infuriated. Uh, very, my mind is like spinning at a thousand miles an hour of the conspiracies they're going to take place with this mystery team that draft that that landed the number one overall pick in the draft. You know, I genuinely I don't care about that. I don't care what team is going to win this. If it's Montreal, if it's Pittsburgh, it doesn't matter. It, it, imagine if Boston goes on a slump, and then well, they, they imagine if they. Oh, you're right. It's okay. okay. We'll edit this out. It does. It really. We doesn't. won't. We won't edit this. No, out. don't. It doesn't even matter. No, but uh, <clears throat> the Red Wings got the fourth overall pick, guys. How does that feel? It's the it's the combination of the Red Wings getting the fourth overall pick and a mystery team drafting number number one overall, which opens the door for for conspiracies. I'm. It's going to be Montreal. We all know it. We know what's going on here. We we are going to have to sit through, regardless if we get Marco Rossi or Cooper Fetty, because those are going to be the two that we're going to target. Just depends on who Steve likes more. I highly doubt that he's going to go into a, you know, I highly doubt he's going to take Jake Sanderson or Jamie Drysdale, both defensemen. One's Jamie's a right shot. Jake is a left shot. I just, with this very deep, offensively gifted draft, I highly doubt he's going to go defense. Um, Marco Rossi led the OHL in scoring, guys. Um, he's a bit undersized. 5'9", 170, it says on Elite Prospects. I'm <coughs> guessing it's about 160. He says he's 175. He's not. He's not. No, nobody's 5'9", 180 pounds. Dude, 2002, this is the first time that I've looked at uh, the birth years of the guys who were getting drafted. Yes, Shit, dude. That's crazy, dude. These people 2002? These people were not alive for 9-11. It's terrifying. Uh, we're getting older. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Fun fact, we're going to get back on topic here. 
We're still pretty young, though, I'd say. Oh, yeah, definitely. A couple of young bucks. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, it's good. I'm still I'm entering my prime. It's fine. So if you've been living... or not. Well, we're recording this directly after Friday night's NHL draft lottery, where a mystery team landed the number one overall pick. The Los Angeles Kings landed number two overall. I think Ottawa got number three. That, that Sharks, that pick they got from the Sharks didn't move. And the Red Wings fell the max amount of spots for the Again. third consecutive year. Again. Again. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of having hope. And then just having it crushed. I'm like so tired. Like remember, remember the idea of getting Alexis Lafreniere. What back in October or November? No, like back in like eight minutes ago. Right. Okay. Well, you know, it was real. It was it was real, and we were we were doing a live stream, and one of the guys would go, "Oh no, no!" And I knew what was coming. And then Bill Daly flips over the the cardboard piece of whatever he has and it just showed the Red Wings logo and guys like I'm doing a live stream and I just I had a earpiece in and I had the mic in my hand and I had an out-of-body experience and I almost dropped the mic I grabbed the cord and I left the picture and I lost my headphone and I realized what I was doing and I was like oh I remember this is what it's like to hurt yeah this is <clears throat> it's a straight-up bullshit it's a punch in the stomach. Punch in the balls. Yes. Never mind the stomach. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. We're upset and we're just recording this entirely on. We. I was so emotion. ready. So uh, if you didn't, if you didn't watch, I know we we updated you guys and told you that we were going to have the the live stream on Friday night. We did, and it was a great time. Except for the fact that we were all we were well equipped to have a great night. We have a box of happy. We had like. Uh, some Hawaiian lace. We had some party hats. We had some of uh, these bad boys. <laughs> we didn't even get to use them. Didn't get anything. Because as soon as, like you just mentioned, as soon as Bill Daly flipped over that number four card and it had the Red Wings logo on it, I just immediately blacked out. Yep. I, for I forgot we were doing a live stream. And then when I remembered, I didn't want to do a live stream anymore. We cracked the five o'clock vodka. I just don't want to feel good this weekend. We also have some warm Miller highlights and a box of tissues. And this is what we're going off with for the rest of our weekend. So, you know, this is just, this is, uh, guys, I'm really sorry about this, but this, it's just going to be another 17 20, win season. 20, 25 win season. I mean, the, the number one overall pick is a Finnish player. I don't, I can't remember his name right now. It's, and quite honestly, guys, even if I looked it up, it's really hard to pronounce. But he's he's a very good player. He played in the Finnish Elite League as a 17-year-old this year. He's a very good player. And let me tell you, when we uh, eventually pick fourth overall again next year, I don't know what to tell you, but at least we'll have hope. We're not going to get him either. Yes. I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm heartbroken. The Lockdown Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Lockdown is matching the total amount of all donations from their hosts up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockdownPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter.
You know, Ethan, one thing that's really helping me through this whole frustration period with the time where I'm cranky, the time where I just want to yell at somebody is the Bilt Bar. Now, everybody knows that when you're hungry, you're not acting right. And Bilt Bar can help remedy that. After our, uh, after the live stream went off air, not going to lie, we had a couple of cocktails. And I, uh, I, I used those to kind of soak it all up, make sure I didn't lose control because I was on the verge. I was wanting to. We had that 5 o'clock vodka right out the box, and it was, it was rough. You know, we thought that it was, I mean, we either got Bombay or we got 5 o'clock. And, you know, I didn't want to look at the Bombay because I just didn't feel like I deserved it. But let me tell you, after those shots of horrible 5 o'clock, nothing quite helps me out in the morning. Some people take Advil. Some people drink water. I eat Bilt Bars. That's right. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and with 16 amazing flavors, you absolutely cannot go wrong. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate and are soft and easy to chew. I've said it once. I've said it twice. I've said it a thousand times on this here podcast. Fourth of July is coming up this weekend, fellas, guys, and girls. If you haven't been getting in shape, well, guess what? Built Bar can help you with that. Just start eating them in the morning. It's a great way to start your day. It's all about momentum. How you eat in the morning is how you're going to eat midday and midnight. And you got to put all those things together. You know, full 60 minutes uh, at the dinner table. And Built Bar is going to help you get started off right. Their bars are low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber. Right now, you can go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get $10 off your first order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Like, honestly, what a terrible look for the NHL, in my opinion. This was a dumb decision from get-go. We harped on it on the podcast. And now you have a mystery team who, at this point, we don't even know if these games are going to get played. Remember, like, a month ago when everybody was like, oh, they can play in Arizona and Florida because those are the because the weather is going to be uh, fine and those spots haven't been hit hard. Well, guess what? Now those uh, Arizona and Florida are two of the worst spots in the country for COVID right now. So, which tells me that all bets are off. No place is safe. And at the end of the day, you have stars like Austin Matthews get testing positive for COVID. You have players from the NBA, like multiple, multiple, multiple players testing positive for COVID. Multiple you, players saying that, hey, I'm just not going to play because I don't want to do this. I'm not going to put my family at risk for this. Yes. Which, and and so, and it, which is in their complete God-given right to do so. Absolutely. I'm 100% with you. I wouldn't want to travel, especially because the NBA, they're, they're supposed to play in Orlando. That's the plan for them right now is to go to Orlando <laughs> where uh, that's the hub city. It's the only hub city. Look, guys, I don't know. I really don't know what to tell you. Maybe get, in, get into. I don't know a lot of basketball. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe get into some arts and crafts. Maybe, you know, pick up another hobby. Read a book. Yeah, yeah. great. A lot of, lot of fucking. <clears throat> a lot of great books on Amazon. You know, guys, just. Read The Russian Five by Keith Gave, recurring guest. Absolutely. I've, been, I've actually dug into that lately. I've read it. <laughs> Finally. I've read it. I'm just a very slow reader. I'm like halfway through right now. Incredible. It's, honestly, there's nothing wrong with being a slow reader. I, 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 I applaud slow readers. Thank you. It's not because, I mean, Nolan, guys, has two English degrees. Like, he's a fast <laughs> reader. I, got, I, got, I did a half year of first grade and a half year of second grade because I was a good reader. Oh, more good. And now I just, well, I'm not bragging. I'm showing, I'm telling you how far I've fallen. 
So what I'm saying is there's a lot of good stuff out there. I just highly, so look, hey, I'm not the optimistic guy anymore. I might not, okay, I'm not the optimistic guy on this podcast. Well, you today. have to be. <laughs> not, I can't be today. But quite frankly, whoever we find out in however many months until the league is canceled and or there's a champion awarded, that's when we'll know who the winner is because anybody that wins that lottery, one, doesn't deserve to be there, and two, gets a player. So that's a team that's on the bubble. Montreal, let's say, has Carey Price, Max Domi. Like, there's a lot of really good Jonathan Drew. There's a lot of good players there. Let's say Montreal wins this. Which they? Which they probably will. Whatever. And now they're going to get Alexi Lafreniere, who's going to put up, what, 50, 60 points his rookie year? Mm-hmm. That's a huge piece for a wild card team. It's huge, man. I'm just so, 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 so over. A... Like, teams who are close to making a wild card spot, being contention for the top pick in the draft to begin with. And B, like, even, like, the Red Wings uh, last year, they were uh, fourth, they fell to sixth. The year before, they were, like, what, seventh, they fell to ninth or something like that? Yep. I don't know. I've heard a lot of gin. No, that's about it. But, uh, I'm, like, okay, I'm over it from the standpoint of being a bad team that gets jumped by teams who are on the bubble. And I'm over it from, like, looking at a, a team who's not awful or, you know, bad, but, like, seven, eight, nine spots from the bottom of the league, all of a sudden just getting pushed up three spots for absolute, like. So I'll be honest with you. This is the first year that I've been upset with how the draft lottery is. I've understood that, hey, you don't want to order a team that is actively tanking to try and get that first spot, like Buffalo did to try and get McDavid, and they ended up with Eichel, which is fine. They just haven't put a team around him. But He wants out. That's another conversation for another time. Oh, man. That's definitely another conversation. Trust me. Trust me, guys. We have at least nine months to talk about <laughs> absolutely nothing, so this is going to be great. But anyway, what I'm saying is that it, this is the first year that we are, without a doubt, worse than Buffalo, Worse than any team in the salary cap era that needs that first overall pick to help fuel this franchise into becoming something that's relevant again. Relevant? Is that what I said? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, no, I agree. I'm like the, and I think that there's, I can't even say there's been enough public outcry for hey, the. How do you say that? Relevant. What did I say? Not like, like, now, hey, whatever. Hey, are we talking about Leonardo DiCaprio movie? Or the what? fifth of Bombay is gone, guys. I don't know what to tell you anymore. This is, I haven't been this upset about anything in my life in quite a long time. I really needed this, a top three pick. I, it just sucks to have nothing, be all excited, and then get shit on. To fall that far. And, like, I even had. The wings are going to pick four. The wings are going to pick. Four. I know. And me I too. Have... Me too. We we talked about it beforehand. We were like, it's it's the most most likely scenario. Let's be real. Unless you're Toronto, that's just what happens. If you're the number one number one team with the best odds, you or usually fall four. I really don't know what to say. It's the NHL draft hurts. lottery needs reconfiguring. I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know 
what you want to do to it. And even if you want to do it in a slight fashion to where, let's say the first overall pick, the, the worst team has a 23% chance. Yes. Just something a little bit higher than under, a, what, 20%, a quarter of a chance. Not even, yeah, not even, pick. literally not even. It's awful, dude. It's awful. It's, it's if, Even if you want to give us a 25% chance, which is one quarter to get that first overall pick, it's better than 18.5. Yes. 18.5 is a joke. And a 50% and, and more, the most likely scenario being to fall for three spots is a joke. As frustrated as I am with the outcome of this NHL draft lottery, I got to say it does not even compare to how frustrated I get when I need a new part for my car and I go to AutoZone or I go to O'Reilly's or I go to Murray's or whatever and I can't find what I'm looking for at a reasonable price. You know, when, I, when my car was on cinder blocks a couple weeks ago, yeah. I felt the exact same. I didn't know what to do or where to go. But let me tell you, you just told me about Rock Auto. And that was the first place I went. Absolutely. And with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts that your car needs in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com in your pocket, people. Use it. One reason to repair or maintain your car is to save money that you can then use for other important things like mortgage or food or maybe taking a nice little weekend vacation. Because why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same exact auto part at a chain store or a new car dealership? Do us a favor. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Their online catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Now we'll start with the first quote because it opens up kind of uh, kind of tense right away. Uh, Brad Galley asked Steve Eisman just his general reaction to the uh, results of the out or of the lottery, and he says this. To be honest with you, uh, I'm not surprised. Um, again, we had a 18.5% chance of winning the first pick. So realistically, I'm prepared to not to be sitting here today, not you know talking about the first pick. So I'm not really surprised. the 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 odds were in favor. You know, the the bottom eight or the eight playoff teams had a 24.5% chance right away, two of combined of getting the pick. So I'm the odds were first. better that. The first kind pick went aggressive. Uh, to the bottom eight so than it did to us. And then the other thing that I noticed uh, from that, he calls them playoff teams, which kind of just, to me, sh- or you know, kind of fills in some of the color on what his anger level might be. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to believe that he, I mean, he can't be the one person coming out during all of this and saying, you know, this isn't right. Because it's just, it, it won't come out, it won't come off right, you know. NHL fans won't take that as oh they'll take it as don't you know stop whining every other team has been here since 2016 get used to it it sucks at the bottom yeah you know so it, he can't come out and say that but he's he did a pretty good job of very passively passive aggressively saying yeah that was that was a really stupid thing that just happened 
Well, then he gets even uh, a little more passive-aggressive here in just a second because then he's asked what his thoughts are about just the overall lottery system in itself. And... They got to do what they got to do, whether I, whether, you know, anything I say is going to be self-serving, Brad. So, um, they got, they, they got to so do what they got to do. And, uh, you know, from Steve um, on the other you know, you can you know, get an opportunity maybe to talk to the NHL and you can ask them those questions. What I say is going to sound self-serving. Let me tell you, bald Stevie Y doesn't pull any punches, eh? <laughs> I know. Can we talk about his new haircut? He looks incredible. But the only problem is with the green screen, it, like, makes his head look way smaller and uh, kind of silly. Hey, you know, it's just a look, guys. You know, people get – you you won't be used to it for, you know, a couple weeks. And next time you'll see him be like, oh, yeah, he's still bald. I love it. All business. And then even at the at the lottery, one thing I wanted – I've seen this meme going around where it's, like, uh, it cuts to Iserman when he's in his little kitchen table set up there. Uh, and he's writing something down in his notebook the second that the card flips over to number four. It says, like, this is fucking bullshit. And uh, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But then also, like, I was very curious to know, like, what is he writing down in that situation? Like, it, wh- why does he need to take notes? He probably just started penning a letter to Gary Batman. It's probably, like, a nervous tick. Like, I do that sometimes. Like, when I'm n- nervous for something, I just sit there and I, like, just draw circles on his, my notebook. Yeah, it could definitely be a way to just hide frustration, really. Just be like, I just got to <laughs> pretend like I'm doing something right now. This is ridiculous. Because I didn't, we, I just pictured Steve just as soon as it was announced that we had the fourth pick, he just like closes his Zoom window, and it's just like, no, I'm not doing anything. You're not going to see me anymore. I know, and and, and the the fact that he mentions, and this to me is like the overarching theme of how ridiculous this thing is. Because yes, this is how it is every single year. The the draft lottery in itself. And what the Red Wings, the odds that the Red Wings were presented with and stuff like that didn't change from years past. But at the same time, he points out that the bottom eight teams collectively had a chance at winning number one overall that was 6.5% better, or or right around 6% better than the Red Wings had as one of the worst teams in modern history. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at the – older draft lotteries and like yes some teams tanking but it wasn't as blatantly awful as ours were i'm pretty sure buffalo still won 24 20 between 24 and 27 games when they were tanking and trying to get mcdavid got eichel but edmonton did the same thing and they were just above buffalo but we didn't even eclipse 20 in 71 games so yeah. it's in and with our history of being as successful as we've been, it wasn't even so much like we're selling continually, continuously selling top tier talent yeah. in order to rebuild. It was more of just a culmination of contracts given out and prolonging the uh, streak in order to, you know. Well, yeah, and that's and that's an important distinction to make because that is tanking when you sell off all your top end talent. When you're just having a fire sale every offseason, just making terrible deals just to get money off the books just so you can be bad, that's one thing. But the Red Wings weren't doing that. And, and even, you know, up to 
uh, this year they didn't even have anybody to give away. Like they were just a bad roster from top to bottom that was also loaded with terrible contracts. So there wasn't a ton of wiggle room in there too. Yeah, you know, and sadly that we're just not going to get that big piece that we need. And like, don't think either that you know, if we would have gotten Lafreniere, we'd be out of the basement. We're still going to be in the basement. It's going to be what another sixty points that we'll get. I mean, that's going to be that'll give us what another eight wins max. I wouldn't even give us another no, ten wins on the season. It's still going to be a bad year next year, with or without you know Alexi Lafreniere. So it, it's it's frustrating, but everybody has to remember that this is a process. And with Eisman's moves last year at the draft, um, Ken Holland getting Valino and uh, Zadina the year before. I mean, we have there's a lot of good prospects on this on this team, and it, it's just going to take more time. And like Eisman points out too, uh, and obviously this is something that's not you know sh- a shocking revelation, but you don't know how this draft is going to turn out until a couple years down the road. He talks. Uh, he he talked a little bit later on. You know how the the Avalanche got shafted a couple years ago. They fell to four, and then they ended up kind of sitting pretty and landing Kale McCarr and kind of ending up in the best situation out of really any of those teams in that mix. I mean, yeah, I went through the history. I mean, Toronto picked uh, Mitch Marner at four. There's a lot of great, talented players that are still going to be available. Yeah. So it's it's not the end of the world. As therapeutic as it is, it is bashing the NHL and how horrible the lottery system is. And quite frankly, this is the first time I've ever thought that the lottery system was flawed. It was like, you know, we've never been in the position we were in, and it just it's unfortunate to see. But trust me, when Colorado fell to four, I was like, hey, it sucks. Sorry, yeah. sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way it goes, hey, guys. Sorry, guys. Hey, I don't make the rules. <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah, um... I mean, that's a complete reversal of tone of what we had at the beginning of the episode. It is now Sunday night as we're recording the Stevie Y portion of this episode. Right. We're going to get back to that anger yeah. tomorrow uh, or Wednesday on Wednesday's episode when we have Sarah Evan Pato on the show. Uh, we're going to run the rest of our immediate post-lottery reaction on that show. Thank you guys to for joining us on today's episode. Hopefully it was a little bit therapeutic for you to hear us yell and hooting and hollering and all that other good stuff. Uh, and, uh, of course, thank you to everybody who joined our live stream. Uh, it was a ton of fun. Like I said at the beginning of the show, if you haven't checked that out, be sure to go do that. You can find it on the YouTube page of Lockdown Live, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Twitch, Periscope, all those good websites. So thank you guys for joining us on this ride. Unfortunately, there's been uh, a few more pit stops than we had anticipated originally, but I think the Red Wings are going to be okay. Yes, deep down. See, we just had time to die. Die. Time to digest this. Um, so, you know, I'm just kind of coming to terms with the failure and uh, understanding that it's going to be a bit more of a process. But, believe you know, we're going to get there. Yeah, believe in Steve. Believe in Steve. Oh, boy. We'll talk to you guys Wednesday. <laughs>